Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. What triggered their memory is key. And they remembered because of pain. In spite of all of God's goodness and his mercy, his grace, his wonderful works, all that he did and he performed, the people kept on sinning, forgetting God. And they forgot until they felt pain, the consequences of God's judgment. When God brought judgment on them, then they remembered. In fact, the scripture says they eagerly turned to him. Well, it makes sense. You're living life, life's good. You're forgetting God and all that he does. And suddenly things change. They take a turn. No, no food or water or whatever. Things dry up. There's pain. There's a plague that comes in. They eagerly turn to God, but it's short-lived. They eagerly turn, but only for a moment until their pain's relieved. Oh, I've got relief from my pain. You soothed my sore. You salved my wound. And once they were relieved, once the pain was taken care of, once God delivered them from whatever the situation was, their hearts left him. They forgot about him. They were insincere. Their their praises were lies. Their hearts were not faithful. In essence, the people just took God for granted. He'll be here when we need him. Oh, yeah, if things get really hard, if there's a plague or a drought or whatever, yeah, God will show up. But otherwise, we don't need him. Forget him. And how, how did God respond? We read the people remembered when they felt pain. How did God respond to their insincere flattery? How did God respond to their lying tongues? How did God respond to their unfaithful hearts? He was merciful. He was forgiving. He was patient. The word says time after time, restraining his anger. And God remembered There was that verse that says, and God remembered. The people forgot, but God remembered. What is it that God remembered? He remembered they were flesh, weak, prone to failure. We sung that this morning, prone to wander. In the words of scripture, they're just a passing breeze. that's, That's life here, like a vapor. And God knew it. And he remembered the feebleness of mankind. Before God brought judgment, before his patience were totally thin, he showed he was long-suffering. He was patient with those who forgot him. You know, we're people too. We may be dressed differently. We live differently than those people thousands of years ago, but we're people like the people of Israel who took the Lord for granted and forgot him, that's a human tendency. And I'll give you some examples. 
we can, we can find examples from the Word of God. We have the example of Peter. He walked with Jesus. He witnessed the miracles of Jesus. Thousands that would be miraculously fed from just a couple of loaves of bread and fish. He walked on water. He saw the dead raised back to life. Peter pledged his loyalty to Jesus. He pledged his life. He pledged his life to Jesus. And we just finished reading the Gospel of Luke just a week ago. So Luke 22 ought to be fresh in our minds. Luke 22, 34, Jesus said, I'll tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. That's right after Peter pledges his life. And then what happened? Peter was confronted. He was confronted by some people. You know that guy. You know this, you know this, this Jesus who's been uh, taken, taken in for a, an inquiry. Oh, no, I don't, I don't know him. Mm-mm. No. You know this condemned man. Oh, there was immense pressure put on Peter. He was under stress. You know, the weight he must have felt. No doubt he believed his very life was on the line. The way he answered would determine if he stayed free or if he'd be condemned like Jesus, carried off, in, you know, bound uh, with, with ropes and taken before the authorities, falsely accused. So this great weight was on Peter. And he forgot. Forgot all of his life with Jesus. He forgot all of those wonders. I don't know him. And he was cursing. Not once, not twice, three times with cursing. I don't know the man. And then there's Luke 22. I want to read Luke 22, 60 to 62. Just as he was speaking, just as Peter was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord Jesus turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Eh, Pain. The gaze of the Lord, the crow of the rooster. Peter remembered. I don't know if any of us have ever had an experience like that where it was confess Jesus or die. That would be immense pressure. But other things press us to deny our Christianity and to put it out of mind and to forget it, to forget even for a moment. And it might be, it might be at the workplace. Hey, cut a few corners. If you would just cut a few corners, you know, the margins would increase. The business will be better. The whole team will be happy with you. And you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear, oh, we're going to have less profit because you're one of those church guys. You're one of those church gals. And and the margins are going to be down because you won't look the other way. Pressure. In in Ireland on Friday, there was a, a referendum and it was held to keep or repeal their Eighth Amendment. 
In the Eighth Amendment to their constitution in Ireland, it read this way, the state acknowledges the right to life of the unborn and with due regard to the equal right to the life of the mother and guarantees in its laws to respect and as far as practicable by its laws to defend and vindicate that right. So in essence, their Eighth Amendment in Ireland, it banned abortion. So they had this vote. Now voting yes would repeal the Eighth Amendment there and effectively it would allow abortion. Voting no, that was a vote to retain the amendment. I saw this article, a man put a big sign in his, uh, it says the owner of a field in Dublin Mountains. He put up a large sign and all it said was one word, N-O, no. The sign that was erected, uh, he was forced to remove after allegedly receiving a number of threatening phone calls. And the article went on to say the man worried about his life and his wife's life. It's because he put up this sign that said, no, pressure, pressure. So the pressure to vote yes, it was immense. And I don't know if you read or you heard on Friday, the vote to repeal that Eighth Amendment in Ireland, it, it won by a landslide. It, it was better than two to one to repeal the amendment. Now, how many in the minority are going to show up to work on Monday? Are they going to talk in their neighborhoods? Are, are they going to fear being ostracized or rejected, isolated in their neighborhood, their workplace, at school, wherever? Because they're going to say, you know, I've, my faith compelled me to vote no. You know, I believe in the sanctity of life or, or I, I believe in Jesus Christ. Or are they going to remain quiet? Are they going to forget I mean, that's pressure, it's stress. And in other ways, we're stressed. Other ways, there's big ways and little ways and you know, final weeks coming up for, I know some are done, some students are done, some are looking forward to the end of school coming and uh, final weeks coming. You know, the kid, the popular kid who's sitting next to you, you know, when you're taking the test, and he's saying, hey, let me check it out. Psst. Just back up a little. So you're going to lean back, forget you know Jesus, forget the Ten Commandments? You're going to let them look? Are you going to cover up that test? Be marked as the Jesus freak, the one that's always doing the right thing. I, I did some really dumb things as a kid, wrong things. Responding to these words. What are you, chicken? Well, that's enough to get a kid to do anything stupid. Forget, forget everything you know about right and wrong and faith. Yeah, and we fail. So we get pushed, we get pressed. We get pressed in big ways, you know, like the Peter ways. We, we get pressed in small ways, like, hey, let me look at your test. But it's constant to forget Jesus, forget your faith. And sometimes we fail, sometimes I fail. But I'm grateful that God is merciful. Like Psalm 78 says, that he forgives our iniquities, that he restrains, that he remembers I'm flesh. That's a great thing. Every time something like that happens to you or to me, you know, let's do better at remembering. Remember, Jesus is our rock. Remember, he is our redeemer. Remember that Peter... When he looked in his eyes, 
he, he had this memory come flooding back to him. And, and the rooster crowed. See, we need to look to Jesus before we forget. And how do you look at Jesus? How can you look to Jesus now? Yeah, Peter walked with him. Peter actually saw him eyeball to eyeball. How can we do that? But we got it right here. I mean, you can see Jesus right here. You know, be attentive as you read. Pay attention. Now write things down. You know, I read earlier that what usually ails people with bad memories is attention. So let's keep this in front of us and pay attention to it. And that's part of what we're doing. Here is the church. As we read through this book in a year together, we're keeping Jesus in front of us because he is everywhere in here. Earlier in the week, we read Psalm 34. If you were at the service on Wednesday night, uh, Pastor Julie She read from Psalm 34. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. When we read that on Wednesday, Julie and I were talking. We said, that's Jesus. There's Jesus. Not one of his bones was broken. So there in the Old Testament, Psalm 34, we're seeing Jesus. We can see him in all of this. Even in that Old Testament passage, there's the cross and the promise that through through Christ we have salvation, that though he would suffer and that he would die on the cross, brokenhearted because of sin. His spirit crushed. The father received his crushed spirit and not one of his bones was broken. Jesus permeates this word. Let's pay attention. Pay attention when you see him. Make note of it. The more you're in this book, the more you're going to see him. And the more you'll be reminded of him. And the better equipped you will be to remember and not forget. Now, when you're placed in that position and you feel that squeeze to conform that pressure to go the corrupt way and forget and see the cross. Get that cross in front of your eyes. And no matter the pressure, no matter the weight, you can remember Jesus, he took way more. He paid it all. He gave his life. He felt a lot more pressure than I'm ever going to feel. And let's forget Let's remember that and never forget it. Let's keep that in front of us. As we close today, I invite you to stand if you you want to pray. I, I, I will say, who in here couldn't get a little help with their memory? I know I need it. And I don't mind asking the Lord, Lord, help me. Help me to remember and not forget. I'm going to keep Jesus in in front of my eyes. Some of you I know probably feel a lot of pressure where you're working, where you're going to school, some of the universities. The professors are, 
they're blatant about telling you you're a fool because you believe what's in this book. And maybe you need a little bolster in your faith that we sung earlier about Holy Spirit rain down. We can just ask the Holy Spirit to help us because Christ promised the Spirit and and he said, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance. Ah, thank you, Jesus. That's what I need. I need that sometimes. And if you need it, I invite you to come on and and pray. We'll pray together if you want to come to an altar. But let's pray before we leave and just ask God to help us and bless us. Carry us this week, this month, that we never forget him. I guarantee you, you're going to get tested. Somebody's going to be pressing your button. They're going to be testing you. And it might be tomorrow, it might be next week, but somewhere, some way, the neighborhood, the school, the workplace, you're going to be tested to deny Christ or to profess Christ. And boy, how easy it is to forget. So let's pray. Let's pray. And again, if you want to, if you, if you feel you want to step out and come to these altars and uh, pray too, we have people who would pray with you if you need that or want that or desire it. Heavenly Father, thank you for your holy presence in our sanctuary this morning. God, we're humble before you. And God, not too humble to say, or not too proud to say, we need you. We need you. God, we need you to help us. May your Holy Spirit be with us when we're tried, when we're tested, when we're pressed regarding our faith in you, regarding the truth. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would bring to our mind the remembrance. Lord, make us attentive to your word. Help us to see Jesus. Help us to see the cross. His sacrifice for our very life, Lord. Help us to see him as we read this book, the Bible, your scripture, the Old Testament, the New Testament. God, he's in all of it. Help us to mark it and remember it and call it to mind. We need him every single day. God, may it be that when we wake up in the morning, there's the cross. When we go to bed at night, we're reminded of the cross. And Lord, in all the places that we go, in our daily walk, whether it's the professor who goads us for our faith, whether it's the boss who calls us names, whether it's that colleague who giggles at us because they know we love Jesus. God, may it be that none of that, none of that would cause us to forget you. May we never, ever take you for granted. Bless everyone here, God. Bless everyone here with that. Holy Spirit, rain down on them. And Lord, as we go out and we celebrate tomorrow and remember those who've, uh, those who've sacrificed for us, Lord, may it be we, we never forget Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people as they go. Empower them and do them with the Holy Spirit from on high. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go.